Hi everyone. So something happened during the recording of this episode. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but the audio cuts out at certain points. I tried editing it to the best of my ability, but at some points I just left it as is because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. Um, but yeah, just thought I should warn you guys and I will keep an eye out for what it is that caused this issue in the future. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. podcast who likes to shit in the water tank of your toilet oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that is called an, uh, an upper decker my friend yeah but it's it's a little more dramatic when you scream like when you when you scream in the act uh, of it uh, no Sorry. <laughs> i'm bear <laughs> and i'm wolf and we are the millennials podcast so uh yeah i didn't record an episode for last week so this episode is a week late my bad uh no it was my bad too i was i was planning on doing something and then i just didn't and I was on vacation. Yeah. A lot of people actually thought that you moved to California. Really? Because of the post that I put oh. on Instagram. No. And they were, they were all like, oh, best of luck to Chris. Oh, you guys will have to reunite again someday and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're back. Yep. To uh, this little town of Ohio where the snow isn't far off. It's a little town of Parma. But Ohio's a state. Oh, I, I meant to say a little town in Ohio, but you oh, know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I feel it. I feel it. It's always good uh, audio quality or good audio content to clear your throat into the microphone. When you're trying to find your stories on your phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just so you got a little more time. Just a little more time. But before we do uh, anything else, Chris, what's on your mind? Uh, nerd shit. Nerd shit. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Of course. And cleaning up my house. Which yeah. was It was awesome. Like, vacation was very awesome. Um, I'll say we got home. Like, Alberto picked up me and my wife and my kid up from the airport. Uh-huh. We walked inside. I, I looked to my right, and I immediately noticed that they installed shelves. <laughs> and there was a fish on the shelf. I was like, hey, look at the shelf and the fish. And then they're like, you didn't notice that they painted the walls? <laughs> and I looked to my left, and the wall, that used to be, like, mint green or, like, bluish. Yeah, like it, was, it was an ugly color. Hideous. Yeah, it was dark, like, deep red, like maroon red. And I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> I did not and, notice it. And all the other walls are now white. Yeah. Uh, you, you had a, a big old spot of, of it was like a square of gray paint. Yeah, when Lexi's like, oh, paint a test patch. And I was like, oh, okay. So I did. And then it sat there for a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, we were tired of looking at it. I told uh, I told Aaron that uh, if you guys didn't like the paint, we were going to say that it's for us. Because if we're going to be going over to your house to play D&D, we don't want to look at your shitty walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I yeah. feel it. Yeah, just don't just don't look at the spots where I fucked up and where the white bled into the yeah, red and all that stuff. Notice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's that's cool, man. I'm really glad that you enjoyed your time in California. Everyone uh, at work was was uh, asking me, "Hey, why aren't you supposed to be in California?" And I was like, "No, that's Chris." <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't know how they confuse the two of us. We look extremely different, but you know. Whatever. Anyway, what's been on my mind is that... Uh, tomato, potato. Tomato, potato. Exactly. <laughs> That's the phrase. <laughs> what's been on my mind is that... Uh, well, we didn't record an episode last week, mm-hmm. but uh, August was a great month for uh, rock and metal music. We yeah. got a, a, an amazing Slipknot album and an amazing Tool album, which mm-hmm. I finally got around to listening. Oh, yeah? How was that? It's really good. It's really fucking good. You knocked off Taylor Swift from the top spot. I read that, and Taylor Swift fans are all mad about it. Really? Yeah, I guess uh, T- Taylor Swift fans are posting a bunch of tweets about uh, how this band Tool post or uh, made and released a new album after 13 years. Who does that? 
It's like, well, I mean, it's pretty a, a highly fucking yeah. anticipated yeah. because it's been 13 years since they put out an album. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they they're commenting on all the the YouTube, uh, you know, with they upload tools new yeah. music on all the YouTube uh, pages that uh, they're laughing at all the 30 year olds getting mad about t- Taylor Swift fans going onto tools comment uh, area and post t- talking a bunch of shit. Uh-huh. It's like, well, I mean, these 30-year-old fans aren't going over to Taylor Swift and talking a bunch of shit about her. I mean, yeah. granted, Taylor Swift's album, I haven't listened to it, but I've heard it's pretty good. But it's Tool. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, that's that's uh, that's pretty cool. Also, I'm pretty excited because I'm going to start my own D&D campaign. Yeah, buddy. And I have some good ideas, and it's going to be my first time DMing after having played D&D for a long, long time of like a month so and even in that uh, we've only actually played like four times yeah <laughs> no but it's it's a fun game i enjoy it which if you know anything about D, that's actually a lot that's like pretty on schedule like it is so hard to get an actual group yeah of most of the time it's just been you and me yeah but it's fun i i really enjoy playing it it's, that's our group so it's a it's a lot more fun than i thought it was gonna be right Anyway, well because uh this episode is late this is gonna be a bit of a longer episode I got more stories than I usually get, Chris. I'm, I'm assuming you got some stories. Uh, I guess we're going to rely on my stories. <laughs> I got I got three stories. Okay, cool. Well, I, it's the more, more like suggestion. Like two stories and a suggestion. Like, I mean, it's from a news article, but... You know. Yeah, I mean, we always have a little bit of discussion. Yeah. When it comes to our stories. Anyway, the first thing that I got is a, an article that was posted very recently. I think it was posted just yesterday. On the gaming ma- uh, gaming website Kotaku, uh, it's titled "EA received the Guinness World Record for most downvoted comment in Reddit history." So, for those of you who don't know, back in 2017, EA released uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. and they were having a huge uh, problem with their loot boxes. There was a huge backlash oh, from yeah. the community. I remember that, and it was so it was such a big deal that even people who don't play games knew about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they posted the following comment on Reddit after someone called them out for their shit. The intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes. As for cost, we selected initial values based upon data from the open beta and other adjustments made to milestone rewards before lunch. Before launch. Sorry, my accent. Among other things, we're looking at average uh, per player credit earn rates on a daily basis, and we'll be making constant adjustments to ensure that players have challenges that are compelling, rewarding, and of course, attainable via gameplay. We appreciate the candid feedback and the passion the community has put forth around the current topics here on Reddit, our forums, and across numerous social media outlets. Our team will continue to make changes and monitor community feedback and update everyone as soon and as often as, as we can. So... This comment was downloaded 683,000 times Jesus. by 683,000 uh, different accounts. Mm-hmm. And that's just rounding the number down. And um, they, uh, I mean, the backlash is, of course, a lot of gamers have issues with uh, loot boxes, myself included, because they're promoting gambling in video games where children can, can uh, they're feeding children with these addictive tendencies. Mm-hmm. So the backlash was really because they started locking these significant characters to the franchise, like Darth Vader and Luke Mm -hmm. Skywalker and Han Solo and everything behind the loot boxes. Behind loot boxes, and they were saying that it's a it's a a fair earn rate 
by just playing it. Mm-hmm. But people did the math. And in order to get all of these characters, people were going to have to play the game for over 100 hours. Yeah. Being that most of the people who play these games, they, they are adults with full-time jobs. They don't have time to do this. So obviously, yeah. they're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And what sucks is that it's not just a skin. You know, you're literally paying to win because these different characters have different abilities and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a huge backlash. And I just thought it was fucking hilarious that they are now in the uh, in the Book of World Records. Uh, the record was spotted by Reddit user Amasha, who posted a photo from the Guinness Book of World Records uh, for 2020, showcasing the record on the Star Wars subreddit. The post has racked over 80,000 upvotes. Uh, since being posted, it has accumulated... Uh, uh let me skip a little bit if you create a free account you can look up every record on the guinness world records website and find the ea record record listed under most downvoted comment on reddit (laughs) and i guess you know congratulations to ea and i gotta say i do feel a sense of pride and accomplishment having been one of those people to downvote that comment (laughs) when they first posted it so congratulations ea for uh for your world record um I, I don't know. I don't know what what much there is to discuss about that Not particular much. story. I mean, EA is a is a known scumbag company that has predatory tendencies against its user va- user base, and yeah. they still sell so many fucking games. Like on Steam, uh, the latest the the basketball two K nineteen, I believe, or two K twenty. It it's still the top selling game despite abyss. I don't know if I'm proud that uh, EA is getting the, all this backlash still after two years after having posted that or ashamed that the gaming community still is buying their shit. Yeah. There were there's a lot of trouble with it too. It's like little kids, like their parents' information, they'd go in their parents' yeah. actually buy it without the parents knowing. Yeah, exactly. And then they wouldn't refund them for anything. Like, <clears throat> yeah, and um, actually countries have have gone into uh looking into these loot boxes and a lot of european countries so far have outlawed um loot boxes because it's gambling which is illegal mm-hmm. so you know it's we, not, we will see what the future holds but... i mean if the gaming industry can't regulate itself unfortunately the government is going to step in to protect its citizens but yeah. you know me being a borderline libertarian i i wish the fucking gaming industry would just regulate itself and Stop taking advantage of people. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. I hate that saying. I don't know why I say it all the time. Money is money, and it's all mine. <laughs> it's all mine. Um, I have a... Before I let you do a, one of your stories, Chris. No. I have another story that I think is uh, it's pretty funny. So, um, this past month, um, the the uh, there was a, a convention in Indiana. So, this next story I wrote down... Insane Clown Posse has some of the weirdest, most dedicated fans. Mm-hmm. While researching this story, I sunk almost an hour looking at pictures of Juggalos who attended the recent gathering of Juggalos in Springfield, Indiana. Why? I was fascinated. I was fascinated looking at the stuff. Um, Andrew Bratton attended the festival to record a documentary where he was hit by a legless man named Alexander Perkins, <laughs> also known as Les Legs. Les Legs. <laughs> Andrew was riding around on a motorized bike while Les Legs rode by in a golf cart, working the pedals with a baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) Andrew is now suing the production company named Ninjas in Action and the Lawrence County Recreational Park for negligence because apparently motorized vehicles were not allowed at the event. Hmm. 
even though he was riding a motorized bike. But, you know. Yeah. According to Les Legs, he had permission to use the golf cart due to his disability. He also sustained injuries of his own after he fell out of the cart due to the crash because Andrew was driving the wrong way down a one-way road. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that was a nice short little story. I just I, I found it hilarious. That was pretty funny. Is that what you were laughing at the other day when you were writing? Okay. Yeah, I was, I was laughing pretty. <laughs> yeah, it was just this. Oh, that story was, was funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with my one that about before, uh-huh. but it's there's some concerning issues that like locals are having, and it's still not quite clear whether it's serious or not. On September 20th, the, uh, oh, the, the storming the of storm Area 51. Area 51, yeah. But uh, all the like local towns in Roswell put it out there. They're like. Don't come. They're asking nicely for people not to come. Yeah, because they're gonna fuck shit, their shit up. Well, yeah, they're they're gonna be out of gas. They said be prepared not to have cell phone service. There's not gonna be anywhere to go to the bathroom. It's gonna be hot. Like they're gonna yeah. run out of water. Like, I think I said gas already, but there's not enough lodging for all of it either. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, all the hotels are booked from uh, last time I checked. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not planning on going, but I was curious and I checked. Yeah, that yeah. like all the hotels are booked in the area. <laughs> But yeah, they're just—they're asking nicely. Please don't come. For one, you're gonna die. Two, they're gonna run out of all their food and rations, and it probably takes a while for them to get all their food and stuff. Yeah, and three, the military has weapons that will wipe all of you motherfuckers out. So yep. don't be dumb. Keep your Kyles at home. <laughs> um, I, actually, a few weeks ago, I—I I don't think you were on this episode. I think it was the episode that I did with Moon. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a there's a new post on Facebook. Uh, saying fuck area 51 mm-hmm. uh let's storm the bermuda triangle <laughs> <laughs> i think i've seen that yeah it's 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 pretty funny uh i mean we'll i guess we'll wait and see it's september it's uh september 8th today it's 12 days away so we'll see what happens yeah we'll see yeah we have uh i think um well the next episode we do is going to be after the event so we can talk about it then or we could do a live show. <laughs> a live stream. Yeah. Well, we're just sitting here in the apartment while a bunch of people are just dying. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so grim. Oh. So, okay. I have this next story. We all have our hobbies. For example, I've been doing craft projects like my masks and mm-hmm. uh, this little bone golem that I made. And you and your wife collect dogs. Yeah. So. <laughs> Some yeah. people collect sex dolls like Brick Dollbanger who recently spoke up about his fears about sex robots. Quote, if you've watched the movies Ex Machina, because I honestly believe synthetics are going to look very similar to that movie, it's not going to be something you can hit with a pipe and it's going to fall apart. It's going to be more durable. Instead of having bones, it's going to have high-impact plastic or aluminum frame. It's going to be very strong and it won't get tired. It won't stop unless it runs out of an energy supply. Unless you can stop it with some kind of projectile like a gun or something like that. If this thing got out of control, it could do some serious damage. He added, one line of bad code. As simple as that. One line of bad code. If you make one mistake and you have a line of bad code in there and it hits the line of code, depending on what it's doing or where it's at or numerous other instances, it could just decide this is what it's supposed to do. Put it this way. It can put its arm around your neck and just stop you from breathing and you wouldn't be able to get away from it. Something as simple as that. A simple hug can be a constriction that could literally compress your chest and airways and stop you from breathing. Hmm. It can keep the constricting going until you stop breathing. So, uh, I mean, it's, 
as as funny as his name is, Brick Dollbanger. Mm-hmm. I think he has some serious concerns about about uh, sex robots. So people just 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 don't buy him. Fuck your hand, <laughs> or fuck another person, consensually. And uh, I mean, get get a flashlight if you really if you really need to get a body pillow. But uh, sex robots, I think we still got a long way to go before. I mean, okay, or a grapefruit put in a microwave. <laughs> yeah, get a, yeah, <laughs> put it in the microwave for a couple of seconds. No, I mean we still have a a very long way to go when it comes to robotics. Mm-hmm. This is very early in the robotics game to be thinking about fucking robots. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a good thing to think about. I think. Yeah. Short, yeah. little, concise story. Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> why, why, why do you say that? What's on your mind, Chris? Uh, I mean... Nah, let's just drop it. <laughs> I, just... I want to hear what's on your mind now. Just... There's something in there. Nothing like... Court, like, Why the sex robot? Like, I mean... Why do you want it to do more than just lay there? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It's like, yeah, just, just fuck corpses like regular perverts. Jesus. Uh, I mean, only if they're warm. But not <laughs> yeah, if they're still warm, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, the Ted Bundy effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're horrible people. <laughs> yeah. We have good morals normally. It's just... I guess. Like someone once said, we are neighbors enabling each other. Yeah. I don't remember who called us that. Anyway, an enabler, an enabler, yeah, <laughs> an enabler did. What's your next story, man? Oh, mine. Okay, we're, we're like breezing through these. Yeah, that's okay. Whatever. Yeah. Well, this one's just spicy with a twist. <laughs> um, there's a, a trailer going going over the border that got stopped by, uh, uh, like border patrol and the U.S. marshals. Uh huh. So they open up the back of the trailer, um, and it was just a bunch of peppers, but what's behind the peppers was wait, how much was it? Nearly four tons of pot. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a spicy meatball. That's... <laughs> imagine. Like, do you think all the jalapeno juice would soak up inside of it? Oh, my God. Imagine the people smoking it would just freaking choke. The lungs are burning. <laughs> oh I just my thought God. that was a cool story. Like, my, my little stories are all just tiny. Just tiny that little stories. No, that, I mean... I have another... Interesting. Do you want me to do my last one? Yeah, go for it. Well, this one... So, it's a story that happened in 2008. Yeah, 2018, sorry. Um, this burglar stole 2000 or not 2000 uh, I can't see. $2 million worth of supply from a trailer. That's like they, significantly more than 2000 Yeah, $2 million. Yeah. Um, it was a, a warehouse heist in Miami. Um, what, oh, I have two more stories. Cool. <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. Um, yeah, so what was this, fina- like this fanatical heist that happened? They are called Faja undergarments. What they're, they're yeah they're literally like uh, pantyhose, two million dollars worth of pantyhose they stole. What is he gonna do with all that pantyhose? I don't know. <laughs> Thirty-four thousand pairs. Uh, Say they they recovered less than a quarter of them, but most of the ones that were recovered are unsellable. Oh my God! What did they do to them? <laughs> I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Why would you steal two million dollars worth of undergarments? Uh, you got some real perverts in this world. Yeah. Like the pervert in my next story. Let me just say this next story is a little nuts. All right. <laughs> Last month, officers with the uh, Highlands County Sheriff's Office showed up to 74-year-old man's home in Sebring, Florida. Mm-hmm. 
after a 911 hang-up, and they arrested that man. These are pretty routine, and deputies respond to many of them per shift, but most of them don't make the cut when it comes to being memorable. Mm. This one will definitely hang around in memory for a while, the sheriff's office wrote on Facebook, announcing the arrest, adding, This one is a little, let's just say sensitive. You could even say it's kind of nuts. When the old man answered the door, he told the deputy that he had just performed a castration on the man. And to say the least, he dropped the ball on this one. The, uh, the sheriff's office quipped. <laughs> the heavily bleeding victim was found on the bed with a towel over his groin. Oh, God. Nearby, there was a pink container which held two body parts that had recently been much closer to the victim, police said. Oh, God. <laughs> the cut-up man was rushed to an area hospital and later flown to a regional medical center where he was listed in stable condition. Did they reattach him? According to authorities, a room in the man's home was set up like a surgical center with medical equipment and painkillers. A camera was also set up to record the procedure. Um, it doesn't say if they were reattached or not, but I don't believe that they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that I read, because I read m- multiple articles. I don't know why I didn't add this in, but um, I guess it was too late. Oh. Yeah. The old man admitted to deputies that he met the man on a website called eunuch.com. And that he had told the man he had castrated animals and even removed one of his own testicles in 2012. He also said he performed a similar castration procedure on a man in a local motel several years earlier. Police said that that surgery turned out pretty much like this one. (laughs) The sheriff's office said the man could not remember the other man's name and noted that the man went to the hospital. I keep saying man, 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 just because I'm trying to keep these people's identities secret. Yeah. Um... Anyway, yeah, he noted that the man went to the hospital, but law enforcement was not notified. Police arrested the old man on Monday and charged him with practicing medicines without a license. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, Okay, so they met on this website called eunuch.com. Yeah. So, obviously, the guy who got castrated... He wanted to. He wanted to. But I don't understand. I mean, it's a fetish, you know? I don't understand this fetish because you can only do it once. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> just, like... I'm ringing like, like just pain. Like, you just you're literally holding on to your balls right now. Yeah, L- leave your balls alone. Chris. I'm not even touching. Let them. the bad boys breathe. <laughs> my hands are above my waist. Uh huh. They're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, go live I'm on an, Facebook. I'm honestly, uh-huh. I'm, I'm honestly Facebook amazed going. at how far you're stretching your balls to have them above your waist. <laughs> That's I've never seen anything like this. I hate you. Stretch Armstrong over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I actually uh, I got fascinated by this right. So I started looking into castration fetishes and I found something that is people, if you have a castration fetish, do this, find a dominatrix or a dom or, or someone that you can pay to make this fetish of yours a reality. But what they do is that they put a, a, a strap on you, you know, one of those straps with a, with a dildo on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they cut that off. Mm-hmm. And it like gets them off. It gets the, 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 the fetish going. But your genitals are still intact. And you can go to work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, uh, don't just risk getting castrated by some weirdo in a motel who said that he, he did this to a couple dogs before. So it's cool. I knew this one was going to make you super uncomfortable, and I'm loving it. Fuck off. <laughs> well, my story has to do with a little sack, kind of. A little sack? Yeah, not not a nut sack. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, get your mind out of the gutter, perv. This is about <laughs> a seven-year-old boy. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Um, mind officially out of the gutter. Good. Basically, the seven-year-old boy, he had a, a, complic- a complicated history of, like, aching jaws and, like, uh, like teeth aches and whatever. So, he went to the uh, dental college um, in India. When they operated him, they found a little sack, like, in the back of his, his jaw. Jesus. When they removed it, they found there were 526 teeth crammed inside of it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a well-defined bag-like mass they extracted from his jaw, which weighed seven ounces and contained hundreds of miniature teeth. Once Ooh. it was removed, the medical team took five hours to meticulously search through and count all of them. Five hours. Said it was reminis- reminiscent of a pearl, pearls inside of an oyster. Um, Jeez. Yeah, they didn't give his name or anything. Yeah, I no, wanna, I'm not going to say anything either. But yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's, that's 526 insane. teeth in this yeah. little kid's mouth. I mean, like, in addition to his own, like, it was like a little sack that was growing in the back of his jaw. Jeez. No yeah, they had hurt. teeth inside the sack. Yeah. Oh, man. That sucks. Well, good good that they got it out, and I'm assuming the boy is okay. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, hold That's on. Good. I had, uh, where is it? They arranged, yeah, the size was from one millimeter to 15 millimeters. The teeth? The teeth were ranging from one millimeter to 15 millimeters. 15 millimeters? Yep. That's like half a foot. That's insane. Uh, is that half a foot? I mean, a foot is 30 millimeters, about. Yeah, Chris is pulling out the calculator app in his phone. That's half an inch, dude. 15 millimeters? Yeah. I'm thinking centimeters. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, let it be known that, uh, that I'm a fucking moron and I can't do math, and that's why I didn't go to college. Still half an inch. That's a yeah. Five hundred and twenty-six teeth. Yeah, some of them up to half an inch. Jesus, that that's a huge sack. Yeah, my God. Now that's a castration I can get behind. Let it know I'm pretty dumb too, because I had to look up <laughs> how much <laughs> millimeters. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. Uh, We've been in school a long time. No guys. one ever said that we are smart people <laughs> on this show, yeah. uh, despite how uh, how eloquently we must we might speak. Yeah, you might speak. I'm pretty. Uh, I trip over myself all the time. Oh, I do too. <laughs> I stutter so much. You guys don't realize how much I stutter. I cut out a lot of it. Uh, my next story comes from CBC News, and um, it was last updated July 12th of uh, 2019. But I feel it is. I don't know. I, I, I first heard about this story from a podcast, and I got really interested, and I started looking it up. And this story is actually fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, CBC News article from uh, Nova Scotia, Canada, how a podcast on Halifax's glove guy led to an intellectual property dispute. Hmm. So in the beginning, and I'm just straight up reading from the article, I'm going to skip some things that I don't think are relevant, but you know, Mm -hmm. in the beginning, Jordan Bonaparte couldn't believe what he heard. Bonaparte? Yeah. Is he related to Napoleon? Napoleon Bonaparte. I don't know. It's the same last name. There were stories, though, too many to ignore. They were all about a man many called the glove guy, and the tales often followed a similar trajectory. A man in a car would pick up young men in Halifax's downtown core, promising a free ride home, and then pressure his passenger into trying on a series of tight leather gloves as they wound through the streets, sometimes in the wrong direction. The driver would assure the men it was all part of a legitimate glove sales business, 
but some described a situation that became increasingly uncomfortable and in at least one case resulted in police charges. When I first heard the story, this was probably six or eight years ago or something, I just assumed it was like an urban legend, said Bonaparte. Uh, Bonaparte, who was the creator of Canadian true crime series The Nighttime Podcast, said he then saw a deluge of similar podcast or posts about the glove guy last year on our Halifax, a Reddit forum page dedicated to the city. The discussion of glove guy remains the page's all-time most popular topic and includes various claims from men who say they or their friends have been picked up and offered gloves in similar strange encounters. That's when I realized that that's not a crazy story, Bonaparte said. There's way too many people giving the same version of it. A few months after that, Bonaparte put out a public request for more stories and says he soon heard from probably 200 people. Jesus. They all claim to have first or second hand stories about the glove guy that ran the gamut of seemingly funny encounters to unsettling ones. Surprisingly, Bonaparte said many people who knew the story but didn't have first hand experience viewed it as a humorous event instead of a serious one. Even some who had been in the car on the surface seemed to view it as a joke. They almost have like a sort of dark or gallus humor about the whore thing. About the whole thing. Not yeah, whore. the whore thing. <laughs> that whore thing. <laughs> you ass whore. Uh, where they're kind of laughing it off as this kind of strange, weird experience that's kind of funny. But at the same time, I can tell they're bothered by it. I, w- I went into this series thinking it's a kind of funny, quirky story. But the more I learned, it just got more and more disturbing. Mm-hmm. Bonaparte eventually produced a two-part series interviewing four men and published them via his podcast. Bonaparte did not identify the so-called glove guy, but the man frequently gave out a card for his glove business to his passengers. CBC News reached out to the owner of the glove business and got an emailed statement from a man named... Redacted, I'm not going to name him. Uh, He denies any allegations of inappropriate behavior, but does acknowledge he has occasionally offered rides in downtown Halifax between the hours of 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. However, he says he has never pushed anyone to try on his gloves. Uh, The man said in his email that rumors about him and his glove business spread by Bonaparte and others have been totally overblown for years, have damaged his reputation and put him in danger. His gloves, he wrote, are tight due to the make and style, and people misconstrue his intentions due to the fact that he is so passionate when it comes to his gloves. Uh, The email states, I am currently living at home as a full-time caregiver for my mom that is 87 with failing health. To continue to see outlets and people continuing to say things about me is very stressful. Still, he wrote the rumors haven't stopped, and after hearing Bonaparte's podcast, he said in his email to CBC that he registered the nighttime podcast as his own business with the Nova Scotia Registry of Joint Stock Companies, which is responsible for maintaining records of businesses and non-profit organizations operating the province. So he stole the guy's podcast, pretty much. Hmm. He also registered a similar website named to Bonaparte existing site. Uh, and created an accompanying Facebook page. Bonaparte believes the registrations were done to squat on his work as a form of retaliation for his podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, a statement from one of the people that uh, was picked up by uh, by the glove guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean DeWolf of Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, is one of the men the glove guy picked up late at night in downtown Halifax. DeWolf told CBC News in an interview that the glove guy, unprompted, offered him a ride on Spring Garden Road. Being drunk at the time, he says he accepted since he was worried he otherwise wouldn't get home. As the ride continued, DeWolf says he grew more and more uncomfortable with the man, who had him try on three pairs of leather gloves, each exceedingly tight. When they arrived outside of his house, DeWolf says the man had him try on a final pair, 
It was at this point the wolf looked over and saw the man was masturbating in the seat beside him. I took the gloves off, threw them, got out of the car as fast as I could, the wolf said, and I ran through my neighbor's yard and I cut back to my house. After the ride, he spent two days considering what to do next. It wasn't until he spoke to a friend who he says already knew about similar incidents that he was convinced to go to the police. She told me about her friend who had the same experience, basically. Soon as I mentioned the glove guy, she knew exactly what I was going to say, who I was talking about. DeWolf says that the fact that the first person he told already knew similar stories made him sure others had experienced something similar to him. Mm -hmm. CBC News also spoke to two other men who also say they were given a drive by the glove guy and both took place after DeWolf's experience. Neither claimed to have been assaulted, but both state that they were picked up while drunk and pressured into trying on leather gloves in a way that made them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. The glove guy told CBC News he pleaded guilty to a charge of committing an indecent act only to avoid a more serious charge that would have carried time behind bars and that he never exposed himself in the car. DeWolf maintains the glove guy did expose himself. He also believes that the general response to the glove guy stories, which online go back at least five years, mm -hmm. hasn't been serious enough. You just think it's funny, DeWolf said of the majority of responses online. But for other men who had more serious encounters, I just believe that they're too embarrassed or too afraid to maybe even come out and talk because they're afraid of, uh, they're afraid that what other people might think of them, which is actually a very serious thing. The, most men who are sexually assaulted never go to the police with it because they are ashamed. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Wright, a sociologist and social worker in Halifax, said he's unsurprised these stories have been circulated for so long and viewed as humorous anecdotes instead of something more serious. Wright run, runs a confidential support group for men who have been sexually abused. He said experiences involving sexual assault of men are often laughed off when they are brought up. Wright said making light of these kinds of incidents can be a coping mechanism or an attempt to minimize the experience. Only 6% of all sexual assaults are reported to police, he said. It's 6 or 60? 6. Oh, wow. What percentage of those do you think are male assault? Probably 5 or 10, maybe 15%, maybe less of the 6%. Yeah. So 5% of the 6% of the assaults, you're talking about a very, very small number of assaults of men are mm -hmm. ever reported to authorities. Wright said that while making someone uncomfortable isn't illegal, it is a warning sign and should be addressed. Even before it crosses a legal threshold, we should let the authorities know that there is a person driving around inviting young men into their car, providing them rides, and beginning to make those men sexually uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Constable John McLeod of the Halifax Regional Police confirmed that they have received reports and information regarding a man offering rides to male pedestrians and asking them to try on gloves after they entered the vehicle. But the glove guy has otherwise never faced any charges beyond DeWolf's cage. Now, the glove guy wrote to CBC News that lies like those broadcast on Bonaparte's podcast have followed him since shortly, after, since shortly after opening his glove business 14 years ago. The glove guy stated that the stories started after a few local men chose to target him due to the fact that he is a gay man. These men would throw food and drinks at him from their cars, he said. They began spreading false rumors about him online after he went to the RCMP and had three of them arrested. J um... The glove guy told CBC News in an email. The glove guy claims the rights he offers are given in good faith and any accusation of improper behavior is either misconstrued or a lie. Because of the rumors surrounding him, he says he has had to stop offering rides and temporarily shut down his glove business. In addition, the glove guy stated that since Bonaparte hadn't already done it himself, he was able to register the nighttime podcast name as his own. Okay. That someone like me would buy such a name just makes him overcome with anger. The glove guy wrote in a Facebook post echoing, 
echoing similar statements in his email to CBC. There he stated that Bonaparte's lies threatened his safety and drove him to fight back. Now I legally own this name, the Nighttime Podcast. Um, while Bonaparte does hold a trademark for Nighttime Podcast filed July 4th of this year, he states it has never functioned as a business of his own. Instead, he says his business operates under his personal name with the Nighttime Podcast functioning as a product. He also says he's worried about how easily the name was taken in the first place, which is... Uh, a legitimate fear. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, you are able to register names like that online through a through a portal, uh, and then they are vetted before being approved. What Bonaparte says upsets him, though, is the registry seemingly only checks their own files to make sure a name hasn't already been registered, instead of requiring documentation to prove the applicant's ownership of the business in question. I just found that with my foot. Oh my god! Dickwad. Thank you. I, I've been looking for this. Uh, Chris just found a needle on the floor. <laughs> a sewing needle. Just I, so you're clear. Yeah, I've been I've been looking for this. Um, I find that really troubling, and that a business. I find it really troubling that a government search for a business name basically seems to include only a search of their own registry. Bonaparte said, and it doesn't include something as simple as a Google search, or something to see if there maybe is someone using that intellectual property. When asked what penalty, penalties can follow a fake registration, media relations advisor Marla McInnes simply responded that fraud is illegal under the Criminal Code of Canada and that all allegations should be reported to law enforcement. So basically a whole lot of nothing is being done about, about this glove guy uh, taking ownership of Bonaparte's podcast. And um, he is still out there doing the same shit that yeah. he's been doing. I mean, whatever... His reasoning behind doing it may be the fact is he's assaulting men. He's mm-hmm. sexually assaulting people. And, and just because they are men it. that are being sexually assaulted doesn't diminish the fact that they are being sexually assaulted. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was a super fucked up story. Yeah, it is pretty fucked up. And apparently this thing has been going on for, for years. Yeah. And I just want to say that, uh, you know, good on uh, Jordan Bonaparte for reporting on this. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he just, yeah, he just found a, a Reddit thread and started... Looking it up. Yeah, like digging deeper digging and deeper into it. Into it yeah. And now he's in a legal dispute over the fucking name of his podcast because this asshole doesn't like that he's being called out for sexually assaulting people. Yeah. Which still nothing legally is happening against him. No. Like, I mean, have you seen uh, the documentary Dear Zachary? It was on Netflix for a long time. No. So basically, and uh, just, just so you people know, the podcast is about to get a little dark as I go into what this documentary is about. So... Uh, you have been warned if you want to shut it off now, that is fine. But uh, basically, Dear Zachary is a story of this woman who um, she murdered the the man that she was with, who she had just had a baby with, mm-hmm. because she was jealous, pretty much. So she murdered him and um, his parents, She and she's from uh, Newfoundland in Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, his parents, who he, the man was an American, mm-hmm. and his parents, they were obviously so upset about it. So they moved to Canada mm-hmm. because they, they didn't feel safe that their grandchild was with this woman who had just murdered their son. Mm-hmm. So they had a, they were like in a custody battle, and they had this the agreement where they had the kid like half the week, and then the other half that she had the kid. Mm-hmm. Well, it got to a point that uh, like the woman, she kept going out and dating and everything, and... Um, I guess she was mad at whoever she was dating, so she decided to kill herself and the kid. Wow. And um, the entire time that this was happening, the parents were trying to find justice for their son. 
and the Canadian government didn't do fucking shit. The only thing they, they kept being told is that justice moves slow in Canada. That's like... That doesn't even make sense, though. Like, No. How can she have her kid when she murdered? They let her out of prison. She did serve some time, but they let her out of prison basically saying that this was a, a crime of passion and she didn't pose a threat to herself or anyone else. Wow. Yeah. And they... Basically, the, the, the people, the judges who, who allowed her to be free are responsible for the murder of this baby. They are. And uh, the documentary, basically, the, the guy who did the documentary, he was a friend of the guys who got murdered. And he was making the documentary for Zachary, who was the baby. Yeah. And then when the baby was murdered, it's so fucked up because the guy, like the narrated documentary, the guy with the documentary, he his voice cracks during yeah. this entire time. Like it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. That's sad. Yeah, I actually cried at that documentary. It's super fucked up. And um, I don't know if they still are, but uh, at the end of the documentary, it pretty much said that the parents, they are uh, activists now. Mm-hmm. They uh, bring light, like situations like this to light, mm-hmm. pretty much forcing the Canadian justice system to speed it, the to fuck speed up. it the fuck up. Because this was a fully preventable murder. Yeah. <sighs> so sad. So, yeah, I mean, then this, but I mean, unfortunately, this story with the with this fucking glove guy mm-hmm. and nothing is still being done. And it just goes to show that justice in Canada moves extremely slowly and it's, it's sad. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on this story? <laughs> Let's move past it. Let's move past <laughs> That's it. That's my thought. I have, I have one last story and this is uh, our BAMF of the week. Our badass motherfucker of the week. I just want to say I had a candidate for Banff, but then I like I didn't take a picture or anything. It's just on the flight back. There was a uh, a female pilot. Like I thought it was pretty badass. I've never seen yeah. a female pilot. Yeah, you don't see it very often. Yeah. But good, good for her. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It was her second flight. <laughs> but and you she... guys didn't crash. No, <laughs> no, she did a wonderful job. Awesome landing. Like it was like great. nice, smooth ride. We actually arrived like 10 minutes early too, so... So you see, <laughs> women can be almost as good as men. Stupid. <laughs> I not, I'm going to hell. I did not say that. I'm going to hell. Um, <laughs> our BAMP of the day is... Um, oh, God. It comes from a website, Jezebel.com. And uh, what did you say? Oh, God. Because I read the headline on your phone. <laughs> so basically, the, uh, the gist of the story is this woman... Um, she was about to get married, right? And she knew that her sister didn't like dresses or, uh, you know, she, she, she didn't like dressing up mm-hmm. for a wedding. So she pretty much told her to wear whatever the hell she wants for the wedding. So the sister thought to herself, hmm, instead of getting a dress for hundreds of dollars that I'm only going to wear once, mm-hmm. why not get something that I'm going to wear time and time again? <laughs> So she got herself an inflatable T-Rex costume. Fuck yeah. And wore it to be the the maid of honor. The maid of honor at her sister's <laughs> wedding. Now, according to the Daily Mail, Christina met her sister Deanne Adams. Deanna Adams asked her to be the maid of honor at her wedding in Nebraska, but Adams wasn't a regular bride. She was a cool bride. She, knowing that I'm not a big fan of wearing form, of wearing formal dresses and that I probably wouldn't have a lot of money to buy something really nice, reassured me by letting me know that I could pick out any outfit that I chose. I was trying to think of something that I would be willing to wear more than once and thought to myself, well, she did say anything. And if I'm spending more than $50, I want it to be a dinosaur costume because they're fantastic and I've always wanted one. 
Yeah, there you she go. She did say anything on like a traditional maid of honor dress, which is good for practically fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm pressed to think of an occasion a T-Rex costume can't be worn. Interviews, bar mitzvahs, baseball games, wakes, surfing. Anything you can do in any other outfit, you can do in a dinosaur costume. Most of those I would not wear a dinosaur costume to, I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, admittedly, Meteor did waffle a bit in the months leading up to the big day and almost wore a regular dress, but she persevered. She waffled? <laughs> yeah. Wavered? So she, she, it said she waffled She a bit. waffled? Yeah. But uh, she persevered at least until the ceremony, ceremony was over. It was hot, she recalled. <laughs> I remember being surprised that everything, everyone seemed to be doing their best to avoid noticing the elephant in the room, or should I say dino, but it was hard to see in the costume. I peeled off the costume as soon as the ceremony was over to enjoy the reception in the dress I wore underneath it. <laughs> Medor is an inspiration, but so is her sister in defending her from haters. How? Adams reportedly wrote on Facebook. It's not a joke. It's a giant middle finger at spending thousands of dollars and putting ungodly amounts of pressure on ourselves just to please a bunch of people who, in the end, only want, a free, only want free food and drinks. The point was to get married to the man who treats me like I hung the moon, and we did that part. My sister was is awesome, and I genuinely was not kidding when I said she could wear whatever she wanted. There is a wrong way to do a wedding, and then there is this. The right way. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, and then there was that. But you did. Yeah. So. No, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, Christina Metter, uh, or Midor, um, good on you for wearing whatever the fuck you wanted to your sister's wedding. That is you are, a BAMF right there. Yeah, that is a grade A BAMF material. Um, I don't have any any other stories. So, Chris, what do you? How do you feel about some uh, random chat time, just to pat out the podcast? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> um. So, what what uh what all did you guys do on your vacation, Chris? Oh, stuff. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. You know you re- you remind me of. Oh. Um. April from uh Parks and Rec when she does that beauty pageant. And she goes, I like people, places, places and, and things. things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun times. No, we went to the beach. We went to Knott's Berry Farm. Um, that was pretty fun. We ate a lot of fucking food. I must have had 17 different types of micheladas. Like, <laughs> like with different additives, like mango, like lime, like different hot sauces. Like, What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite? Uh, the tamarindo. Tamarindo the, ones? That yeah. one or the modolo. The Modelo Chalada. Oh, yeah. The one that comes in the can. That one is pretty good. Fucking delicious. Yeah. That one's, I think that one is my favorite. Yeah. I also really like the, the Tecate one. That also comes in a can. Mm-hmm. But I think the Modelo is a little bit better. You said they have those here, right? Uh, I haven't seen them here. I've only seen the, the Budweiser ones here. Oh, okay. Those are terrible. but I think they're all right. I also had at least one Michelada a day while we were out there. <laughs> at least one. So you lived in a state of perpetual drunkenness. I wasn't drunk. No. I was just I just had one in my hand. You know, I... Sip it throughout the day. At all hours of every day. And we went to the beach and, uh, like, <laughs> say we're beach veterans, so we had, like, the little <laughs> plastic cups for everything, you know? Like, just was, get like, refills everywhere. Stuff. And then there's, like, these two college dudes that just plopped down, like, with a chest full of beer. Awesome. Right away, the, like, they were just chugging it from the, the glass bottles. Yeah. And the lifeguard came, you guys can't drink on the beach here. And then... Uh, her dad was like, <laughs> rookies. <laughs> and we were just sipping there. We were just sitting there sipping our drinks. <laughs> no, that sounds like a ton of fun, man. I'm, I'm really happy that you were able to go to California. How, how long had it been for you? Uh, well, we did go. Oh, you made a phone call. Oh. We did go. Like, well, I, 
I went for basically eight hours or six hours. I was supposed to be there for like eight hours, but our flight delayed. So I went like two months beforehand. But before that, it was a couple of years. Oh, that's right. You you went. Uh, I literally went for a day. Yeah, when I first moved over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Well, I am getting a call. I'm going to answer on the air. What do you want? Yo. Chris said yo. Yo. We're recording right now. You're on, you're on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you, I can barely hear you guys. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? What? No. Why? No. Oh, th- well, this sounds like a conversation to have off the air, so I'll call you guys back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to have to cut some of that out. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty sensitive conversation. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, uh, I guess that is uh, that is calling time to uh, to end the show. If you guys enjoy what we do here, uh, please let us know. Send us a, a DM on Instagram or send us an email. I know some of you guys have been wanting to do. We have some uh, collaborations coming. Chris, I haven't told you. We have some collaborations coming. With oh, some people snap. Who, uh, I mean, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, some people have been emailing wanting to, to do things together. So that is no. definitely coming. <laughs> some return guests oh, from yeah? before and, uh, and and one new guest who, uh, oh, cool. you know, we're, we're, uh, we still got to flesh everything out. But, yeah. I mean, there's only two guests that I know. So, <laughs> yeah. Technically three, but. Well, uh, well, yeah, some some return guests. So both the return guests? Uh, we will talk about this off the air. Okay. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, if you guys enjoy what we do, please uh, let us know. Leave comments on all of our shit. Send us likes. Let us know that you're listening. Put us on your story, and I will send you a heart from the bottom of my heart. Um, please tell everyone that you know about the show except for maybe your boss because you will get fired and don't tell my boss because i will also get fired even though they know about the show i'm pretty sure they listen to the show oh god i know i know there's people at work who've listened to it oh god what have we done we've made a huge mistake anyway this has been the millennials podcast i am bear i'm a big bad wolf oh we'll talk to you guys next time bye peace out